This is the Cross Conference Cast, episode 36, Opinions That We Already Have. Cross Conference is a show about women's soccer in the U.S. and around the world, hosted by Joan Stewart and Ruth Moore. On this episode, we discuss the U.S. Women's National Team Olympic roster, some youth national team news, WPSL Elite and W League news, and spend an entire segment on Megan Rapino. For full show notes, please visit crossconference.com. You can contact us there or find us on Twitter. We're at crossconference. Hello, I'm Joan. And I'm Ruth. And this is the Cross Conference cast. It is June 12th. I got that right. I looked at the calendar. I didn't right. want to mess that one up. Um, and we're back with another episode. This is, this is a June episode. And so much has happened since we last spoke. Right? Indeed it has. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I was trying to remember what happened the last time we spoke or when that was. And That's I a was good like, point. I don't think I remember either. <laughs> Whoops. Um, we haven't even really started drinking, or at least I haven't. But what do you have to drink? I have, and I have not started it yet, I have a Riesling. Very simple. Oh, again with the wine. That's nice of you. I'm having a Burning Sky Scottish-style ale. Wow, that sounds awesome. Brewed with American English and German-grown malt and American hops. Unfiltered. Unpasteurized. No preservatives or animal products. Um, it's nice. It's pleasant. Custom brewed to complement food. Paired with grilled chicken, beef, barbecue, or wild game. None of which I have. <laughs> mm, it's pleasant. We could talk about a wild game. Mm-hmm. Except I don't think any have happened. No, I didn't. I haven't seen any wild games. The Euros, you haven't been watching those, but the Euros have had some wild games. Uh, men's national team has a wild game or two, but we're not here to talk about either of those things. We're here to talk about women's soccer. Right? You're supposed to agree. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Thanks. I'm trying to think of something pithy to say, but there's not really anything pithy to say about women's soccer. I think it's just sad. In general. (laughs) No. I think we should split this up. I think we should talk about first part, women's soccer. Second part, my foray into combat sports. Third part, Degrassi. (laughs) Because it's coming back. Um, And I think that would fill fill an hour. Um, We'd really have to cut down on a lot of the stuff we talk about in women's soccer, but sacrifices can be made I think. not to mention our special segment yeah <laughs> which one i think they're all special they're all special segments with a capital s yeah so a lot, so a lot has happened the uh, u.s women's national team has played i went and saw a chicago red stars game the olympic roster has been released for the u.s women's national team and uh, I think that's first on our list because that kind of happened soon after we were recorded. Um, and if we just go, I will we'll dwell on this briefly. I know because it, Ruth, it upsets you. Um, just anything, any mention, <laughs> but we'll go through quickly. Um, goalkeepers: Nicole Barnhart, Hope Solo. Um, I think those were the same goalkeepers as the last Olympics. Okay, sure. I guess what worked before. You know, um, we did defenders, Rachel Bueller, Amy LaPelbit, Heather Mitz, Kelly O'Hara, Christy Rambone, <laughs> Becky Sauerbrunn, <laughs> defenders. Um, 
I'm never going to get over Kelly O'Hara as a defender. Yeah, she's she's doing well. She's improved bit by bit. She gets she keeps getting better, and that's what we like to see: getting better rather than getting worse. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely. Um, Should that be the team motto? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting better. I was going to say that's definitely a, a, a huge positive for a player on the national team. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some. Some eyebrows have been raised about Heather Mitts, that this is sort of a legacy pick. I agree with that. (laughs) You know, of a roster of 18, I don't know how much playing time she's going to see. Well, she's retiring. Yeah, she's retiring. This is kind of a farewell tournament for her. But It's a congratulations, you didn't get pregnant or tear an ACL again. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so as long as you're healthy for the tournament you can still go but still nothing nothing new there no no surprises midfielders shannon box lauren cheney tobin heath carly lloyd heather o'reilly megan rapino um sure yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> uh i guess the the new people to the olympics would be well, did Tobin Heath? Pl- I don't know if Tobin Heath played in two thousand eight. Who was there? I don't know. I think she was there. I think she was too, because I can vaguely recall her. Yeah, I think she has a, a medal that she wears sometimes. <laughs> um, but Lauren Cheney and Megan Rapinoe, this will be their first Olympics. Um, uh, Lauren Cheney was in the last one. No, no, A Rod. Abby, Abby was. got broken, and but Cheney Tasha came Kai. In. Cheney came in and wore 12 because Leslie Osborne had gotten injured. Okay, you're right. Never mind. Just Megan Rapinoe's first Olympics. Go you. <laughs> um, it's all because of Leslie Osborne. <laughs> okay. The, I mean, we have some people who will be seeing their last Olympic Olympics and tournament. Um, in the midfield? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, Shannon Box. You think? They're going to let her retire? I, I God, guess I because she's, she's not, you know, strictly white, she can retire. <laughs> oh, I'm deleting that. Um, <laughs> hey, it was an article on ESPNW. That what? About, about the diversity of the national team and the feeder system. But that was a few years ago. That's not a relevant joke. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. Yeah, diversity. Yeah, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. We could talk a lot about that. Um, but we just don't care about diversity. <laughs> no, we just don't care. No, we we do. I do. I. That's for another. That's for another. We'll get. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to it later. Um, right. Four words. Four four words. Sydney Larue, Alex Morgan, Amy Rodriguez, Abby Wambach. Okay. Surprise! Yep. <laughs> Look, guys. I know there was talk that Sydney LaRue and Alex Morgan would have to compete for a spot, but I guess we decided <laughs> to go with four forwards. And I think that's that's kind of interesting, a little risky, especially with the midfield um, being... It. Lauren Cheney? Well, no. I mean, I, I mean, when you look at the midfield... Like, you're going to play for people there, and there's not a whole... I mean, Tobin Heath and Megan Rapinoe, you can kind of switch out, but there's no buddy to step... Who really steps into Shannon Box place. 
Um, I don't know. Alternates. Uh, Ashlyn Harris, Megan Klingberg, and Lori Lindsay. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Cue the fangirls crying. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. It's, uh, yep. <laughs> Alternates. <laughs> um, <laughs> Allie Krieger was spared from this roster, which Yay! I think that's what we were wanting. Um, let her recover in peace. You know, give give her some time. It's okay. She only, for God's sake, tore ligaments in her knee. Um, one knee, only yeah. one knee. <laughs> I have a yeah. I have a note here that 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 it bothers me that Stephanie Cox is not an alternate because she's a very she's a very solid sub for the defense. She's not going to do stupid things. First of all, second of all, I don't. I find it hard to accept tournament rosters where Megan Rapinoe is on there and Stephanie Cox isn't. It's just, yeah. it's never happened. It's never happened before. Like Steph Talk Cox is work fine. Ethic. <laughs> Steph Cox is fine on her, on her own, but I've never seen a tournament roster for a national team where um, Stephanie Cox has not also been on if Megan Rapinoe is on. So it's it's a little eye raising my eyebrows are raised i'm like uh oh something could happen anything of course no one will really understand this because they don't kind of they kind of don't get the whole pilot thing but um whatever accept it accept that this was a wrong decision because we're right or i'm right you can agree with me and be right too yeah i i just i can't care about this roster at all because there are no broncos Oh, yeah. Goodbye, goodbye, U.S. Women's National Team. Not that you were here. To mm-hmm. be well, they did play a friendly in um, Pennsylvania, that area, um, and they won four one against China. China scored first, um, but luckily, uh, the women's national team has never had a problem coming back from. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, they have in the <laughs> in the past, but normally does not statistically have. A consistent problem coming back from a goal deficit. Um, Alex Morgan had two goals. She's great. She's been great. Wonderful. If it could be the era of Alex Morgan just by herself, that would be okay. Um, Abby Wambach had a goal. And uh, it was fine. It was a good goal from a throw-in. It was fine. It was good. Um, though China was very clearly tired. It was very... Um, it was hot and humid, which mm-hmm. they probably should have been used to. Yeah. Um, people, I, I see people reviewing games and doing player ratings. I feel like the people who do this maybe watch the first 15 minutes of each half. <laughs> and they don't want, they're like, okay, I've based my rating based on this. I've, I've written this rating. Um and there's, I don't know, there's really even a point of rating people based on friendlies like this. Um, we've tried. Especially when it's the same exact roster. Yeah. yeah. And based on the friendlies before the Women's World Cup, you would be, you would not have expected the performance that they had, that the women's national team had in Germany. <laughs> was, I don't think anybody expected that. Well, I mean, no. the beginning ones, yeah. But um, <laughs> the results, maybe. Um Anyway, women's national team, they're in Sweden now. 
they'll be playing some friendlies against Sweden and Japan. Um, I haven't been to Sweden. Here it's lovely. Uh, we should go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Sweden. Not uh, this time around, but maybe like when their league is in session. Sure. Um, yeah. I was I was not too upset to see Sweden lose in the Euros. I like Ukraine. <laughs> I have Ukrainian friends. Um, and that gif of the child who is the happiest ch- Ukrainian child in the world was just delightful. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but you should. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh, I, I wonder if I can send it to you in the robot. Um, let me hear. See this. I wonder if it will display. Anyway, um, that's why it's so big. It's three megabytes. Anyway, happiest child in the world. Um, but yeah, that's the women's national team. They had, uh, you know, a typical friendly people talking about how Carly Lloyd struggled and she did. And then like Cheney looks so much better. Like, well, Cheney had an easier job, a more tired China team. Um, but the problem I have when Carly Lloyd is on the field or when that entire midfield is on the field, but you know, particularly <laughs> Carly Lloyd, I don't know who's in charge. It should be Carly Lloyd, but it never is. I mean, she it would be, be really scary if it was. I mean, I, I mean, it, I think it's supposed to be. I don't know. She, maybe she's in charge of losing the ball, but yeah, I, I'm never, I'm never sure who's in charge. Um, and I get the sense that Lauren Cheney wants to be in charge when she's on the field, and that's cool. I like that. Yes, someone wants to be in charge. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the women's national team. Um, moving on. Wow, it's still down. Okay, now it's... Whoa, that was a cool little sound. Did you get it? I did, but I didn't hear the sound. Oh. Oh, it's a small child at a soccer game. Yeah. What, is it animated? Are you seeing it? Wait, wait, wait. Mm, it wants to open an IE. Why would you do that? Aw. Yeah, He's happy so happy. He's like, I'm so happy. Yeah. Wait, it, Ukraine and Sweden have the same colors? Yeah. So, it was pretty what? hilarious to <laughs> to see the fans. And I, like, I couldn't quite... I guess... Uh, well, Sweden was wearing blue, so I guess the Swedish fans were wearing blue. And then you, the Ukraine was wearing yellow. So, um, But that's pretty amusing, is it not? It is. Oh, that, that child. He's being brought up right. Mm-hmm. Very or happy she. kid. I think it's a boy. Pretty I sure think so it's a boy. Too. But sometimes girls get those really unfortunate bowl cuts. Yeah. Very young. <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing, but it was in the 90s. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't think I had a bowl cut, but I did have mom bangs. You know, when your boy. mom cuts your bangs, so it's, like, kind of crooked. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, there's one line, and then, like, the other line is about, like... You know, an eighth of an inch higher. Yeah, I don't think I and ever. And if you're had moving, if you're an active child, you no one no one notices. But in still pictures, it becomes very apparent that your mother has cut your bangs for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, oh. moving on. So that's really all the national team news we have. Um, which is okay. I'm sure there's. Is there more? Is there something on the blog? Yeah. I'm not going to look. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
But so, I mean, let's take a little break because we have something cooler we want to talk about um, close to my heart. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing for? <laughs> Just, you know. Stop yeah. laughing. Anyway, we'll be right I'm back. Go with, put on some purple. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Cross Conference cast. With the cross conference cast, I am Joan. I'm Ruth. And um, Ruth now put this on. Gay. Now it does get gay. Um, <laughs> Ruth put this on. I which I was surprised. I was surprised that you put this on here on our agenda. Why but, were you surprised? Um, I don't know. Uh, because mostly because it was a national team. It was like national team adjacent. First of all, purple. Second of all. Um, I think that's it. That's it. And it's and we don't nor I don't know, do we normally discuss stuff like this? Um, I probably not because this is the first time something like this has happened. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Oh, you're I mean, I guess I guess it's kind of happened before um with Tasha Kai, but it wasn't as interesting. And yeah, I mean, this is this is really kind of kind of interesting and complicated. Cringe worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the, w- the this we're talking about is Megan Rapinoe. Come, come out and say <laughs> Yeah, Megan Rapinoe, um, a f- I guess quote-unquote officially came out um, as a to lesbian. The to the media, the quote-unquote media, which was just um, Jimmy Conrad's video interview thing. Um, and, I, and it turned out to be, a, a, I don't know if it, you could say a big deal, but a lot of people picked up on it. Um, it's really cool. I don't think she, she I mean, she, she seems to have suffered no negative effects from either like national team, uh, coverage way wise. And, um, it was, I mean, pretty close after her whole Nike special where she had that video and all those photos. She looked great, by the way. Good job. And Rachel was in there. Former guest, friend of the show, Rachel Rapino. Right. Um, her sister, not her, sir, her, her twin sister, <laughs> her older twin sister, not her partner. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You you brought it up. Did you ha- did you have anything to you wanted to talk about? Um, I just, I just thought it was really interesting because first of all, it had happened. Um, it had actually happened a while before I found out about it, and by a while I mean like a week or so. <laughs> um, and it just kind of struck me that it didn't cross my Twitter feed at all. Like, I don't really follow any of the national team players, but I'm used to, you know, people on my feed at least tossing random national team facts out there, especially um, especially since it happened before the Philly game. And so, like, I've got this feed full of U.S. Women's National Team information, and this doesn't come up at all. And I guess it's because a lot of people aren't surprised, but I think... I think the big thing is, this is like one of the visible national team players. Tasha Kai wasn't really that visible when she came out, and um, and with the you know with the 
World Cup frenzy and and Rapino's hair shirts and <laughs> and the weird fandom that they've got now, I would have thought that I'd hear something about it. Um, so it's interesting, I think, um, just from a media standpoint, that you've got this out player, and she's she's not just out; she's continuing to do things. Like um, she's partnered with um, GLSEN and AOL to to work on, you know, like gay initiatives and spreading the gay agenda and converting lesbians small child lesbian there you go <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> it was um but i mean she's actually doing stuff like she, and it's it's kind of i mean yeah it is kind of weird for us to talk about it because it's like you know there's all this winking and nudging over certain players and it's it's like so now we've got one we can talk about mm-hmm. and the others we still have to wink and nudge over Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can say, you know, one of our biggest national team stars has done pretty much nothing. And Megan Rapino, who's, you know, like totally off the wall and kind of a loose cannon sometimes, is now, you know, she's one of those rare out athletes. I don't know. It's interesting. It and is not I at mean, all surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, she's never really been in. You know, it's it, it's never like it's clear that she's not making a big deal about it because, it, like, it seems that the issue of gay rights is very important to her because it's you know her life, you know, probably the lives of lots of people she cares about, like a lot of us. Um, it's, <laughs> and she's like, so it's like this, you know, this is kind of important to her, but she's not making a big deal about herself. Um, it seems like. Like, I know she's getting interviewed by Out and stuff. And, that, like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's really cool. In about the course of, like, three months or so, she's done more for LGBT athletes than any other women's national team player ever. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a really big deal. Um, and I think over time we're going to kind of see how big of a deal it really, it really, really is. But, like... I don't know. She's been my favorite player. I say this every show since <laughs> 2004. Um, and so, like, I like I feel like this weird sort of pride for her. Like, I'm like, I'm really proud of, you know, the, the Not person you pride, become, but pilot pride. Like, pilot pride, sure. <laughs> like, I'm really proud of, like, the, you know, she, she I mean, she, she was a kid when she became my favorite player. I was like, this, this kid is really cool. I'm really going to keep an eye on this kid. And then she just turned out to be, like, you know, kind of crazy person that sometimes like, ugh, I can't believe you're my favorites, but somehow I'm not very good at letting those go. So um, <laughs> that's just part of me. But uh, it just, uh, I don't know, because I remember um, an interview with her, I think in 2004 for the, the U19 Women's World Cup, where like, they, they listed the, you know, each player gets a little dumb interview where they think, like, who's the hottest actor, what's your favorite color, you know, your favorite food. And I think one of the questions was, what, what do you want to do? Like, what, what's your, like, main goal in life? And I remember hers because it was, it was, like, really impressive. Um, and Megan Rapinoe's was, I want to make a positive impact on somebody's life. Wow. Like, and I, I'm sure we could dig through 
um, like the Wayback Machine and find it. I'll try. But I was like, I remember that. I remember that because it stands out. You know, most people are like, oh, I want to be a wedding planner. Like, but that was that was her goal, you know. God, I hope that wasn't Lexi or Rand. No, <laughs> um, but I, like that was that was her goal in two thousand four, and like, there's no way you can say that she didn't with that with this. Like, like this is pretty big, you know. If you know a gay kid, this is big. Like, yeah, you know, it's I, it's really important. Like, I'm super proud of her as a fan. Like. I, she's really cool. Her sister's cool. She would be. Her sister would be my favorite player if she were still playing. God bless you, Rachel. <laughs> um, it's clear that you know Rachel's more the favorite, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I'm like I, I love the fact that we get to talk about this on the show. Actually, so thanks for adding it, Ruth. I've got I've got mad respect for her for doing that and just like. And it wasn't something I even would have looked into, except um, uh, Laura Taylor or Liv Fierce on Twitter. Um, we were, uh, she asked me to look at something for her, one of her last blog posts. And so I actually had to look around and see, you know, so is Megan technically out? And she totally is. I mean, that it had happened like a week or two before. And it was just... I don't know. It's it's really interesting, and I wish it had gotten some more discussion, like the implications of it and all that. Well, but, yeah, and I think a lot of it was. I mean, like on the gay blogs, people mentioned like I wish the reporter had gone more into that. I was like, he's not a reporter. It's Jimmy Conrad. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he. It's clear that he he knows this is important to to her. He like, and it's it's important to him. He's he's uh, he's come out in support of. Um, gay athletes and gay rights so like he you know he kind of wanted to mention that and i'm sure he talked it over with her first to see if it was cool and she wouldn't have you know mentioned it if it wasn't it's just yeah i think it's important too that he just leaves it at that like she answered Mm -hmm. and you know it's not it's not a big deal and it's not like a huge surprise to anyone so Mm -hmm. you know you say it and you move on yeah. And you continue to do awesome things. Yeah, it's not couch time for everybody where we talk about our feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, it, I, yeah. I, I think it was. it's a really cool moment for, I guess, the, the, the sport and the fans. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Like, I'll actually maybe keep an eye on it now. Mm-hmm. Just, like, try to, try to see... You know what what develops from it? Yeah, and I because I think part of the fear that everybody mentions of like players coming out, you know, men or women is like the loose fans. People will be, you know, scared. Not as many people will come. You won't have as much merchandise <laughs> sold. And it's like somehow, if anybody can overcome that, I'm sure it's Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being scared of Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, no, play, like, players would be scared to come out because they'll lose fans or so, and stuff and, yeah. and that sort of thing. <laughs> but, yeah. So that was our social justice moment. We'll probably, what will we talk about next time? Oh, we will have to talk about diversity, won't we? Yeah. Let's talk about diversity next time. Sure. I think there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. <laughs>
<laughs> and dead silence. Dead sorry, silence. Sorry, I was thinking about, you know, social justice and pilots, and I was thinking about Kelsey Davis. And, oh, that would be know. great. We'll get to get Kelsey Davis on. <laughs> she will hit us up with some process theology, some liberation theology. We got to get Kelsey Davis on this because I have a lot to say. She can tell us all about Texas. She can tell us about Texas. She can. Um, and in the process, if I cry, I'll mute myself. I I won't cry very hard. I mean a little bit. As you do every time we talk to Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I cry at the start, but like quiet, like you wouldn't know that I was crying. If you were happy tears streaming down your face. (laughs) It's just raining on my face. (laughs) It's all. Um, I like how we just segue right into Kelsey Davis. I like how we do that. Yeah. I mean, I think we can take a break. (laughs) No. Um, I don't know. I think yeah. Now that we've had our very special gay segment, we've had our we're, we've had our special moment to learn about acceptance. I mean, I look at it like this: like, do you remember when I was afraid of short people? Like, I was afraid of short people. Like, I didn't like them, and the, until I met you, you know, because I hadn't met any short people before. You remember that? Like, I was like, everybody in South Dakota is really tall. I'm really tall. My whole family's really tall. We're really tall Filipinos. You know, what? I'm afraid of short people because I thought they were mages. And they had some sort of magical power and that they could curse me. But then I met you, remember? And you were not wait, a mage. Wait, wait, are you, counting, are you counting this as the 2004 meeting or the actual in-person meeting? I don't know. Because maybe I, I didn't know you were short. I didn't know you were short before. I I got to know you as a person. And then it's like... Short people and then I and then I came are not mages. Yeah, and then you told me you were short, and I was like, "What?" And and then I was like, "I'm kind of scared, but like still, we forged this friendship." And I can say that I'm not scared of short people anymore, and I'm in favor. So for maybe Tina DiMartino, short people's rights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit scared of her. Well, we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, but let's take a break, and then we'll come right back with the cross conference cast. And we're back. I'm Joan. And I'm Ruth. And let's talk about leagues. Not 20,000 under the the sea. No, not those kind of leagues. But soccer leagues. The barbecue. Uh Um, WPSL, WPSL Elite, W League. Um, You can find more thorough examinations elsewhere of every single team. But I prefer to not base my opinions on uh, just things that that I read these reports. These, you know, who knows how factual they are. I don't. I don't know. I prefer to base my opinions on opinions that I already have <laughs> and things that I've seen. Um, opinions that I already have. FC Dallas. 
No, I I uh, I don't really have opinions. This is this is I your have thing. Opinions. Yeah. <laughs> this is your thing, Ruth. This is where I have opinions. Because Carrie Hanks is there. And apparently, uh FC Dallas uh has been playing, you know, very well against teams that I've never heard of and probably never will hear much about because they're in Texas. And let's face it, I don't really know much about Texas soccer, especially really random little Texas women's teams that don't even have their own website and don't even get mentioned in the websites of teams that they're affiliated with. Um, But FC Dallas had a great weekend against those teams, a 17-goal weekend, and none of those goals were for Kerry Hanks. So my opinion is I don't really care. Not this time even though FC Dallas is our team to watch in the WPSL. <laughs> yes, it is. Do we know any other teams in the WPSL? Um, it, are the Connecticut Reds still in WPSL? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my the other team that, that would I be know the guess. That would be the guess that we have. <laughs> I think, is Boston Aztec? Oh, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think they are. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, moving on, uh, one, one step up from the WPSL. Actually, a couple steps up. Um, WPSL Elite. I went to a Chicago Red Stars game this past Yay! weekend. What day was that? Friday. I went on a Friday. Um, thank you to Brian Kenny, longtime listener, who, has, who uh, gave me his ticket to see the game. But I did financially support the Red Stars. Even though I got in for free, I bought a scarf. Um, <gasps> really? And two bottles of water. So that's the scarf? $14 the right there. $14. Um, the scarf's uh, nice. I actually haven't taken it out of the package yet. Oops. Well, Ooh. it's kind of hot. It is summer. Um, yeah. would, you, would you take a picture of it and put it in the show notes? Sure, yeah. I will with my other scarves, too. Yeah, Ooh. all my scarves. Um, so uh, Chicago Red Stars. They won against FC Indiana twice. Um uh, I guess pretty good wins. I didn't get to see those, obviously. I think they were streaming. Um, I also didn't watch them. Yeah. Um, but I, so at the game versus the Fury, my, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of had a snarky attitude before about these WPSL elite teams. Like, what's, you know, are they really going to be that good? Or, you know, uh, and though the, the game, the the game was at uh, like a, a stadium, a small, very small college stadium outside of Chicago. So it's quite a hike to get out there because um, the Chicago Red Stars, the field that they normally play on, is being torn up. Oh. Um, and so uh, I I was like, oh, really, this is kind of a you know a joke. Do I really have to go all out? I have to say, the Chicago Red Stars are really good. Like. Really good. And I, I made this joke on Twitter that the Chicago Red Stars plus the Fury um, would be the, the national t- team pool you wish your national team pool was. <laughs> um, the problem with that being is that I was only basing that on names um, and not the gameplay of both. The Fury were not very good. Um, I, like, I, I don't understand. Those names were recognizable to me, but their play was totally unrecognizable. Like, I think Tina Martino maybe touched the ball three times, 
Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Tina D. Martino. Yeah, I, 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 of the New York Fury, uh, is it is it New York Fury, or do they have I, a preface Southern? I'm of the Philadelphia sure. Independence, um, <laughs> the most impressive player was probably Megan Lynchek because she was probably working the hardest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> out yeah. of any of those players, and that's where I sort of differentiated the two teams is that. Like, the Chicago Red Stars have plenty of talent, but their talent wasn't what impressed me so much as they were all working really hard. They wanted to win that game, and the Fury did not. Like, I, I don't understand what they wanted to do. Um, I, like, everyone was working really hard. The defense worked really hard. The goalkeeper is great. Uh, what's her name? I don't... Um, for which side? Uh, for Chicago. Uh, and she was she was staying either. really vocal, which we love in goalkeepers. We love a screaming goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, she didn't do anything, like, super amazing, but she was communicating with the whole team, and, like, they they did what she said. She has good instincts. So, I, that's, like, that was really what I took away is, like, a really hardworking Chicago Red Stars team. And so, I think, I don't know how much they play together, because, you know, it's kind of hard to well, sort of, or train. that so together. many of them are former... Notre Dame players. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, so they, they know each other fairly well there. Um, but I meant, like, how much they practice together, because I know a lot of them also have jobs that they mm-hmm. go to during the rest of the week. Um, like, I, they're going to be really, really good by the end of the season. Like, they're already really good now. Um, yeah. Lori Kolopny was great. Michelle Weisnaffer was really, really, really great. She was fantastic. Um I watched the webcast of their game against Boston, and yeah, Chicago looked really good. I mean, I'm surprised that the Fury didn't do well. I'm not surprised that Megan Lenchik was the one that stood out, just because what I've seen of her this year has been really awesome, and I'm really, really, really happy with how she's been doing. Um, it'd be nice if she could get some recognition. Yeah, and I, I'm I will say of the Fury defense, it really disappointed me, con- considering the names, like Brittany Taylor, Nikki Krizik, uh, Kia McNeil. These are not nobodies. Like, yeah. I was super disappointed in their defense. Like, I mean, Brittany Taylor was with the national team for a while, wasn't she? Like, very briefly. Yeah. And uh, didn't she win Defender of the Year in one of the WPS seasons? Or Maybe. Rookie of I mean, the year? she's something like not she's Rookie of the Year. She's gotten, you know, she's gotten attention and she's a, she's a really good defender. And yeah. Krizik is like the the general you want on your back line, shutting well, everyone yeah, down. That did not happen. Um, <laughs> well, at least it didn't happen for the first two. Well, I mean, um, up until the second goal. Like the, fir- the first goal for the Red Stars is a very, very good goal. The second goal, they just let Michelle Weisenhofer walk right through them pretty much um and i feel like and they really did see that they seemed to understand what had happened (laughs) after that second goal they were like oh we look stupid that was stupid (laughs) so maybe we should stop doing that yeah and so they get hit by a bull a couple of times yeah i mean they 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 picked it up and they did get a goal back though i didn't watch it because i was leaving to go to boys town to see devin in the straights um at the straightest bar in the gayest part of Chicago, I guess, is what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. My, my co-worker is playing the bass. Devin is a wonderful singer. Check him out. Um, anyway, 
Speaking of music, halftime music of the Chicago Red Stars game. Um, no, no, <laughs> unacceptable. All mostly because there was no Carly Rae Jepsen, who is the was voice. Was there of, Kelly Clarkson? No. Oh, well, God. there might have been before I got there. I don't know. Halftime music, no. But Carly Rae Jepsen is the new voice of our generation. I expect Call Me Maybe to be at every halftime show of every event. Um. Anyway, that's how I feel about the Chicago Red Stars. Um, though, let me say a little bit about the stadium situation. If you're a struggling team, don't make it hard for people to get to you. <laughs> I recognize that a lot of it is out of their control with having a field being torn up and, you know, you have to play where you can, but good night. (laughs) It was rough. Also have better food. My idea is turn Chicago Red Stars games into foodie destinations. So like get Big Star to make tacos and say, this kind of salsa we will only serve at Chicago Red Stars games. You bring in the hipsters They'll Special stay for a game. Brews. Yeah, That'd they'll stay awesome. for the game. They'll stay for the game because it's ironic for uh, for a while until they begin to like it. Um, and then you just find new hipsters. Mm-hmm. And then, so uh, there's lots of things you could do. Think outside of the box. Think outside of the sports box because the sports box has not been serving women's soccer. That's true. Anyway, Chicago Red Stars are on their way to Rochester right now. They will play the win- uh, Western New York Flash, who I think will be their main competition in this league. And they'll play them on Wednesday, the 13th. Um, Ooh, you know what would be fun? Chicago Red Stars versus the Pally Blues. I mean, I know people have been talking about Boston versus the Pally Blues, but, oh, man, Chicago versus Pally. That would be good. Yeah. I would. I would like that. Um, but... Let's see. We have Seattle Sounders down here, but are we really paying attention to them? Um, no. I get all of my information about them through Chris, who actually goes to the games mm-hmm. and tells me stuff. And mostly he tells me stuff about their opponents and not them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, they barely won their home opener. Uh, national the team national team. Aren't there. Yeah, they're not going to be around. Um, well, I guess Steph Cox will. Uh, she scored. She scored. She doesn't usually <laughs> do that, but she scored a goal. Good for her. Who she scored against? Um, the Someone doesn't matter. <laughs> Colorado Rose. Um, they were well. They're from Colorado. I don't know if they were the Colorado Flames, but they were. I'm sure they're from Colorado. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Uh. There were a couple of blog posts you wanted to talk about uh, with regards to, um, you know, the, these leagues that we still have, leagues that still exist. Right, right. Um, and it started with a post from the Atlanta Silverbacks, not them directly, but um, uh, someone that's, you know, on staff and works in operations there. And uh, I referenced her earlier in our Megan Rapino is gay segment. Um, the Happy Go Snarky blog and we're going to include a link and you should check it out and mainly I mean I guess it's not news that women's soccer quote unquote fans only show up for the big names but um, I think it's interesting to hear it from 
from someone behind the scenes that um, that you know in Atlanta you've got this bottom of the league team in the Atlanta beat can bring in massive crowds to their stadium and the Atlanta Silverbacks who have done fairly well and I think are coming off of you know a championship <laughs> they can hardly get anyone in the seats now um, and you know all these people that would go on and on about you know how to save how to save WPS and you know put your money where your mouth is and buy tickets and go to the games well they're not they're not doing a damn thing for any of the rest of women's soccer um, and I think it's an interesting it's an interesting look it's an interesting write up um, and it's well deserved snark because it is it is really frustrating as a women's soccer fan to to, like as someone who will go to the games, the big game, big names aren't at like to to have to witness this uh, <laughs> this ridiculousness from the other side of the fandom. Um, did you know that Atlanta um, almost didn't have a season? The Atlanta Silverbacks, who generally do pretty well this year, like, really? Yeah, apparently they almost. Uh, you know, just like canceled the season, called it quits, and um, that's something that people don't really talk about. And it's funny because the W League commissioner or someone, someone W League related, and probably their uh, a lot of their media was all, you know, they, they were making a big deal out of the fact that they had 100% retention in the women's teams, you know, in the W League from last year <laughs> and. It very nearly was not. That's, uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. Uh, yeah. I don't it's, know what to say about know. that. It's, it's something. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly is something. Aren't we great? We have a podcast. It's depressing. Just, it's depressing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but it's not surprising. Yeah. I, I, I really don't get the, the weird fandomy aspect of, uh, this, I, people don't seem to, I care about, I don't know, I, I, like this, this sport aspect, or they say they care about the sport. They complain when U.S. soccer doesn't give the women's national team enough attention, um, but won't go out to see a W League game. Or, right, you can't talk about sport. Or a college if, game. If you're not going to support the sport, and you're only going to support, you know, Right. What's at the top. Yeah, and and it's and I people don't want to accept that US soccer gives the women's national team a lot of attention for considering how much money they bring in like, you know, comparatively do not bring in compared to the men's national team. Um yeah. (laughs) Like they stop complaining. Well, stop complaining if you're not going to go out and see a local game. And, you know, me, I don't live near a, a, game, a team like that. I'd have to drive, like, 600 miles um, to see, I guess, Colorado Rush. Would you th- do you think that would be worth it, Brittany Bach? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I should, yes. I'm the, you're the wrong person to ask that. I need to, I need to ask an objective party. About I that. think Jordan Angeli's out there, too. She's not playing, but she's out there. And, you know, you totally just 
bump into her randomly and I do a cross-conference would. interview. <laughs> I probably would. That would probably happen. Um, Did she go to REI? Because that's the only place that I know <laughs> in, in Denver is REI. I can get to the airport and I can get to the REI that is just off the interstate. I don't know. But if you could find your way to the Colorado teams, like I know some of our youth national team players are playing with them. Brittany Bach is playing with them. Brittany Bach is playing with them. And, um, Brittany Bach is playing with them. Okay. So, (laughs) um, I mean, if that doesn't bring you, then why did you go to Chicago? Well, I think there's, there is a pilot who might be there. I don't remember which one. Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, well, I'm getting hot now and this beer is running away. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, so that's that's the takeaway here. If you're going to be a women's soccer fan, just go out and see a like it's cheap. It's cheap to go see a, you know, a W League game, WPSL game. Um for the most part it's worth it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it's a, it'll always- be a good game. It's a very you know, a good competitive game. I would say that that Chicago Red Stars Fury game was probably better than you know, 60% of the televised WPS games. <laughs> Do you guys remember some of those snoozers? Squirrel. What? Squirrel. Are you, are we playing, are we playing um, Pixar game recognition up? That final, the squirrel on the field. Oh, oh, I thought you said. <laughs> it was such a snoozer, you slept through the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, anyway um let's take a short break we'll come back we'll talk about the youth youth national team we'll do some wrap-up okay great all right And we're back with the Cross Conference cast. I'm Joan. And I'm Ruth. And this is our youth national team segment. Yes. This is this is the fun part. <laughs> Except not really, because there's not a whole lot to say. Um, the U17s and U20s and U23s are all back in camp. Um, the U20s are in Japan. The U23s are in Norway. And the U17s are in California. So they're all over the freaking place. And the U-20s are, it's actually both the U-17s and U-20s, it's pretty much the same roster. So there's not much to say. Um, There's a little bit of news that's not really news, but it's, I don't know, I guess it's maybe news in the world of women's soccer. Um, And that is that the U-17s and the U-20s are supposed to be getting full-time coaches after this cycle because April Heinrichs and Jill Ellis are just not enough. We need more full-time coaches. Mm-hmm. Well, Jill Ellis is with the full national team, isn't she? Or is she yeah. back with... Is she a development coach? She's, <laughs> she's all over the place. I mean, I don't... Technically, Montoya and Swanson are the coaches of their respective teams 
but the players refer to April Heinrichs as the 20 coach. And I would assume that either April Heinrichs or Jill Ellis is also spending quite a bit of time with the U-17s. And I know that Jill Ellis has tweeted about being with the under-14s or the under-15s, like the midgets. So... I'm pretty sure that's offensive. <laughs> yeah, they're probably all taller than me. <laughs> uh, the smaller children? The smallest children? Do we have a U12 team? Um, no. Okay, so the smallest children. Jillian Ellis has been spending... T- Jill Ellis has been spending time with the smallest of the children. So, Yeah. So supposedly we're going to be getting full-time figurehead coaches for both the U-17s and the U-20s. And no one cares about the U-23s, except for us and Randy Waldrum. Um, And so these kids are off playing in Norway. And there's not a whole lot to say there either. Uh, They're actually playing uh, some friendly games against Norway and I want to say Sweden. You know, one of those uh, Scandinavian countries. Uh-huh. And um, and that's about it, because all the news that we get is through Randy Waldrum and Notre Dame, not U.S. soccer. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh-huh. But in non-U.S. news, we've lost yet another youth national team player to Mexico, um, Sofia Huerta who plays her college ball with the Santa Clara Broncos and has been in camp with the U-20s for the U.S. side, recently switched over to Mexico about a month or two after she played with the U.S. camp, and now she's playing for Mexico's U-20 side. Um, And there's going to be a link in the show notes to uh, the Santa Clara release on, on that interesting tidbit. Um, and she talks a bit about the coaching differences between the U.S. youth national team coaches and Mexico's youth national team coaches. And I think it basically boils down to, in Mexico, they're willing to yell at you. And in the U.S., they have Barney tactics. And Like um, Nicole Barnhart tactics? No, like Barney the Big Purple Dinosaur, where you're like, let's talk about what you're doing wrong. <laughs> and then let's sing about it. <laughs> Not Glee, but Barney, because mm-hmm. you actually talk about what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. It's also interesting in that, you know, I don't think she really speaks much Spanish, so when the coaches are yelling at her... Yeah, it doesn't bother her, because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't understand. Yeah, but um, I think she's got a good future with Mexico if she stays in the mix down there, um, because a lot like Garcia Mendez and Noyola and various other U.S. players that have switched over to Mexico's side. Um, she just she has something different to offer. Like, the U.S. has uh, certain priorities with their fitness and, I guess, with their technicality, and just Mexico has a different style of play. Um, so that's another reason for me to follow Mexico. I've got another Bronco there. I think Mexico is just... That's just for you. Mexico is for you. <laughs> you are from Mexico. Um, it's really a team that was made for you. <laughs> well, there aren't any... 
Uh, yes. Everyone's been handpicked just for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, there aren't any pilots with the US U-20s, so why don't you join me in Mexico? Because they're not in Mexico. Well, I also have a Bronco with the US side, so... Yeah, be- I don't know. It's going to be a struggling couple of years for the pilots. <laughs> um, this is what happens when Kelsey Davis leaves. Oh, everything oh. goes to poop <laughs> to the toilet. Yeah. It's all going to the toilet. Um, well, and you've got Corey Alexander is at Cal now. Mm-hmm. And have you seen her photo albums on Facebook? No, she makes Cal look good. Does not she? that not that Cal was like they don't look good. <laughs> not that they're not a good looking team on their own, but you know, last season was their first season without Alex Morgan. And uh and Corey Alexander's just an amazing photographer. She will whip so. them into shape. Sure of it. <laughs> um are you talking about her photography? No, it's page? um it's the Cal women's soccer on oh. Facebook. Well no, of course I don't follow that. <laughs> Well, no. I couldn't remember if I had linked you or anything, because, you know. <laughs> Stop scoffing at me. <laughs> Sorry, water. Okay. Um, is that it? Do we have any follow-up or anything? I don't know. I feel like we, uh, I mean, we we covered Kelsey Davis in this section, too, so that that seems to be our concluding point. Kelsey Davis. Well, that's sort of like our cornerstone. Yeah. We, um, we need to find a new concluding point then, don't we? Hmm. Um, Are you going to Boston? I'm not, because it would cost $900, and I <laughs> am just <laughs> not prepared to drop that kind of coin. Ooh. I'm getting, I'm purchasing a new car. Well, not not a new car, but a car that is different from my current one, taking on those wow, payments. Is that, the, is that the same car that, like, we drive all over Maryland in? <laughs> Did you, wait, no, yeah, I'm getting rid of the old car. Don't be creepy. Um, <laughs> and getting a better car. Well, I have the better car now. Now I just have to get rid of the old car. I have to give it away. Oh. If anybody has any tips on... I'm not going to sell it because it's just not worth the effort. Um, but if anybody has any tips on giving away cars, please write us. Crossconference at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sure some soccer player must be collecting used cars. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, Natalie Spilker. Yeah. She can recycle it into something. Turn it into an art project. Um. There's a tree growing in my car. Like, you know those holes um, or, uh, in various spots where, like, the, the body is resting away? Mm-hmm. Well, there's this one spot right behind my front passenger side wheel well. And it's kind of, it's rotted away into this nice little square. And I always, I park under, like, we have assigned parking spots in our driveway because we've got so many people with cars. And... I wind up parking under the tree. So the tree drops its little whirligig seeds down and a whole bunch of them have come to rest in my wheel well. And and one of them has sprouted as the others are decaying and decomposing. And so I've got this tree, this little sprouting tree growing out of my car. I'm going green. Hmm. That reminds me of all those creepy stories you hear about 
plants or seeds growing inside of people. Like the suit, like when a fir, when a fir tree was growing inside of a guy's lung. Really? Oh, I remember that. How the f does that happen? A fir tree is in my lung. Whoops! Doesn't that require like a pine cone? I, like me, you'd have to snort a pine cone. And breathed in a pine cone. <laughs> um, totally didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh, no, health things are gross. Okay, I can't look at this online anymore. Um, anyway, I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let anything grow inside of your body. Plant it in your car instead. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so creeped out right now. Oh, the shivers. Oh, oh well, let me, let me end on a non-creepy note. Mm-hmm. I bring up Boston, because I will be in Boston next week. Um, there are like three, three games in the span of four days between... Um, Boston and and the New England Mutiny and they play they play in East Long Meadow. Um, so I will be at a, definitely one of them, probably all three of them, with the Our Game Magazine crew cool. and some cross conference listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have a lot. That would be really fun. Boston is a wonderful area. Lots of uh, colleges. Yes, yes, yes. And, and restaurants. Good food yes. there. Um, I will not be there because it costs $900. So. That's insane. Yeah, don't go. Uh, <laughs> as much as I want to see you and continue our tradition of going to a soccer game together every summer. Um, maybe there will be some other game to go to. And maybe we'll get a DC. college game this year. Yeah. We've only done one college game together, so maybe we could do another one. Mm-hmm. Wow, we've only done one college game together? I think that's because you didn't go to Penn State with me to see the pilots. Because I was in... Was that when I was in St. Louis? No, because it was... uh... It was super rainy. It was. It was very rainy. I remember that. Super wet. I thought maybe they would cancel the game because it's really rainy. But um, no, they didn't. Anyway, (laughs) let's (laughs) conclude this. For real Um, now. All right, show's over. All right, uh, good night. Good night. So this is my 